welcome back to Wisdom for Wednesday where we discuss varying subjects around womanhood and analyze them through biblical truths. Yeah, so this is the second part of Life Lessons. The first part is done and this is basically a continuation. So sit back and keep listening. Remember to share with anyone who you feel this could impact in one way or another. And without further ado let's get back into it lesson number 15 generational curses struggles addictions situations are a real thing yeah these things exist and i feel like this is a gray area for most for many people it was for me until it came I got this revelation and it came into my awareness and my life has never been the same since. And you know, it, it it demands that you would be spiritually aware to be able to pinpoint some of the generational curses and struggles that could hold you captive. It's important to be able to identify these things. Sometimes we We live in a cycle of some sort. A cycle because we keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. It's always the same thing, you know. It's always the same sin that keeps making you trip. It's always the same error time and again. And most of these things are not an implication that you're actually a bad person. But most of these things have a generational connotation to them that you need to identify and uh, highlight. And generational curses are the, the familiar things in our families, the things that have been done over and over again, the things that we can identify from generations ago down and passed down passed on and passed on to you and you know what the enemy uses these things why because they're familiar to us and they don't cause alone when you do what you have been doing when you keep repeating the same mistake it, it stops to cause alone and you even reach a point where you become comfortable and you're okay with it because you think it's normal So the enemy doesn't use anything that is out of reach. He uses what we consider normal so that he can bind us and he can have us chained in the same cycles time and again. And at the end of the day, without our our awareness, he's going to destroy us with the things that are so familiar to us, you know. And as an individual, one of the things that I've come to identify a generational struggle is my anger. When I look back before I realized this, I used to have massive anger outbursts. Like I would just have a complete meltdown. And this wasn't right because of course it would leave the people around me feeling some type of way. Can you imagine when you have when you're angry? There are things that you're going to say that are not so pleasant. And there's a way that you're going to carry yourself or conduct yourself 
that isn't nice and so this anger outburst felt not nice but when i came to the realization of things generational i was able to identify things as one of the generational issues that could keep me bound in a cycle Exodus 25 to 6 says, You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children, here it is, for the sin of their fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So how can we break these generational curses, struggles, addictions, situations? How do they break? by basically loving God and keeping his commandments. What happens is that now you become spiritually aware and these generational sins that you, the third and fourth generation, was supposed to pay for, lose their power. Because you no longer hate the Lord, you now love the Lord and are living according to his commandments. So I feel like this is one of the things that people really need to attention to and identify and it is highly important to identify this because we are doing the same things and we think it's sin and we think it's normal and we think it's okay because the world has allowed these things to happen but what is as an individual from an individual perspective you have been chained and you are being tied down by generational curses so read the word of God I would encourage you to go and read Deuteronomy 28 because it it expounds more it elaborates deeper what these generational curses and what these generational blessings look like yeah lesson number 16 you're not on the same journey with those around you do not compare do not covet do not hate and do not push yourself through that torment we are all on different journeys we have been placed on this as for different purposes and it's important to appreciate that we are different we cannot be the same and you need to own your journey where you are now and you need to put effort into doing what you need to do now based on where you are because if you over focus on what everyone else is doing you will have little or no attention to pay on what you need to do as a person so don't get distracted by the noise around you don't get distracted by other people's accomplishments celebrate them be happy for them but also remember there's something that you need to do to get where you need to do to 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 get and it's important of course to have mentors people you can look up to in your career people you can go to for advice people who can you know you can be an apprentice too that's okay but you shouldn't now want to have what they have such that you beat yourself down when you don't acquire these things that's that's risky and as a woman i have learned to own my journey fearlessly because i know i'm where i'm meant to be today i'm where i'm meant to be right now and i'm doing everything that i can do for myself to get where i need to be tomorrow so do the same do for yourself what you need to do to get where you want to get tomorrow and we need to remember that the 10th commandment says not to covet anything that is not ours so it's not right to covet 
car it's not right to convert their husband it's not right to convert their uh, property it's not in order it's risky to do that very risky lesson 17 you know what you want but god knows exactly what you intricately need and most times it's not what you think <laughs> you know uh in the past when i look at where i'm coming from the things that i wanted and i confused them for things that i needed but there's a huge difference between wants and needs you know they're not the same thing they're far apart i've learned that what i want is not always what i need that's that's for sure and sometimes what i want is not always good for me it is not i have come to that conclusion and you know i remember i really really wanted to get married and to get married to my ex that's something that i really wanted but i don't think that's something that god as much as I wanted it I don't think God considered it something that I really needed and I have come to learn that sometimes we get fixated on what we want such that we are not able to pay attention to what God is bringing to us that we actually need if we stay fixated on what we want, we're going to miss what God brings our way that he knows we really need. Matthew 6, 8 says, Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. God already knows what you need, even before you begin to open your mouth to ask for it. So even as you're asking God for all these things, you know, if it's a job, if it's a relationship, if it's a marriage, even when you're asking God to give you these things, you need to always put in mind that he knows what you need and he has a plan for you that is bigger than what you actually anticipate. And therefore, to sort of kind of just deal with this wants and needs situation, it's important especially for every believer to allow God to do his thing you know yes you have these things you want but allow god to just bring forth the things that you actually need and uh, you're going to be grateful at the end of the day romans 8 32 says he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things listen this kind of just sets it straight god gave us his son his most Christ possession. He gave his son up for our sake. Then how is it that we would think God wants what's not best for us? God wants only the best for us. God wants only the best for us. And he will not withhold anything that is good from his children. He will release it. He already illustrated it by releasing his own son that we may be saved. So, you know, settle the score, be calm, be patient, wait on God, release your wants, release those wants that have turned you into a slave, that have made you anxious, that have made you worry, that have made you panic, and trust that indeed God 
will give you all things graciously all things that you need he knows um lesson 18 the wrong people draw out the wrong energy from you the right ones just make it easy for you to grow change develop and advance because they highlight all that's beautiful about you this is the truth and it's the truth in so many ways let me tell you they're just spaces that are negative spaces that are just not right for you spaces that are not right for me spaces that don't allow you to thrive spaces that don't allow me to thrive and that's the truth of the matter period i know for a fact that i have i know for a fact and i'm aware of spaces that i i don't always fit into well and i always know when i'm hanging out with certain people it is guaranteed that things are just going to go south 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 because energies are contagious and sometimes spirits also clash and so when you're with certain people probably you're predisposed to doing certain things that just bring out all the bad from you when you're hanging out with certain people probably they don't even think well they don't wish you well and they're likely to even step on your toes just to get a reaction and so you will end up not being in your best behavior or your best conduct listen that's a real thing spaces and energies are a real thing and so you know as a grown-up as even as i grow older i am learning to study spaces keenly listen i am able to sense energy that i'm getting from someone and if that energy just doesn't sit right with me uh, i'm like i'm just gonna walk out of the space because i just want to protect my sanity i just want to protect my space and i just don't want it infiltrated with negativity or with you know with a lot of things that don't actually make sense and you need to also appreciate spaces that just bring out the best out of you and i'm learning to appreciate these spaces and i'm learning to also invest in these places i am learning to just also just you know um hang around these places more hang around these people more people who in as much as you have weaknesses and shortcomings they do not focus on this negativity that you have but instead they bring out the beauty in you they highlight everything that's beautiful about you and those are the spaces that we need to cultivate more proverbs 12 26 says a righteous man is cautious in friendship but the way of the wicked leads them astray so basically the bible is telling us that as believers we need to be cautious of who we associate with of who we call friends we need to be very wary because if we are in the wrong places we are likely to go astray so um watch out for your spaces start analyzing your spaces assess your spaces check how the people in the spaces make you feel and you know come to a conclusion what you need to do lesson 19 sometimes you're the toxic person sometimes you are on the wrong sometimes you need to check yourself before anyone else listen this is a big deal i have learned you can't go through life thinking you're always right you can't go through life not owning up when you're on the wrong and you definitely cannot live life without apologizing to other people that is just wrong so climb down those high horses you've been 
up on and come down and be humble. I'm learning it's important to be humble. I'm learning to realize that I can't always be right. And it's okay not to be right. It's not weakness to apologize. It's not weakness to own up to your shortcomings. Because it's not right to with other people are healthier. Psalm 51 10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now this is a really sound prayer, especially if you struggle with apologizing. You know, you need to just tell God to help you to renew the spirit that is within you. And when you do this, you find yourself in a position where the Holy Spirit convicts you when you're on the wrong and the Holy Spirit nudges you to apologize for the wrong things that you have done to others or said to others and etc. So this is a really good life lesson. Lesson 20, self-control is a lifesaver. Listen, of all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, I really, really, really love self-control. Galatians 5, 22-23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I remember we used to sing a song for us who, if any one of you ever attended the daily vocational Bible studies in the NPC churches, back in the day they used to be called NPC, Nairobi Pentecostal Church. Um, right now they rebranded and they're called Sitam. Christ is the answer ministries. So you remember they used to have this bomb daily vocational Bible studies in August. And they still have them to date. But in my days we'd go to NPC Karen. Yeah. And we'd we there was like a song we used to sing, and I think I'm gonna sing it just to make <laughs> this a bit interesting. And this is the part where I say, listen the words not the voice okay okay here we go the fruits of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness the fruit of the spirit is gentleness faithfulness and self-control yeah something like that that wasn't so good it wasn't so bad either it was just right here yeah, I think I can get away with singing once in a while. <laughs> anyway, I consider self-control a lifesaver because when you apply it, you're basically acknowledging that uh, God is in control and everything will work out when he wants it to work out. Self-control is important in you know, preserving your sanity as a human being. Because sometimes we are faced with all these pressures, with all these tensions, there are things that we want. Uh, and it, it could be easy to become restless when you feel like you're not getting what you want when you want it. But when you apply self-control in your life, you recognize that indeed what we are told in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, that there is a time 
time for everything under the sun but indeed there is a time for everything under the sun so there's a time for you to get that job that you have been praying for and preparing for there's a time for you to just be in a season of dryness where you're being refined by God and he's teaching you many things there's a season for you to go through uh, an amazing season of blessings you know there's a season for you to bless other people to be a blessing to other people there are all these seasons in life and self-control helps you to uh, uh, to internalize them and to just settle in life without too much pressure for instance if you're a single woman shout out to all the single women out there and there's all this pressure to get into a relationship especially when you reach a certain age <laughs> society kind of started just starts to put pressure on you and they keep asking you where is the guy when is he coming what not and sometimes i feel like women succumb to this pressure and now they're out there desperate allowing anyone to just come into their lives just so they could settle with someone but even in your singlehood self-control can save you from counterfeits you know these guys who just want to come around and mess with you and mess you up and then leave you self-control can can protect you from that self-control can save you from very many mistakes if you learn to apply it and so i have learned self-control is king man that there are things that I like now but delayed gratification proves everything happens at the right time God will make it happen when the time is right I the Lord will make it happen I think that is in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 22 the Lord will make it happen be patient practice self-control and keep focusing on God because he wishes you the best and he has a set out for you lesson 21 be yourself as uniquely as you have been created accept yourself and conduct yourself in a manner that does not insult your authenticity wow you are unique you are not the next woman you are not supposed to change yourself to be like the next woman you need to accept yourself the way you are and have learned if you're going to accept yourself for who you are if you're going to maximize the potential that you have been created to operate in, and if you're going to carry yourself in a manner that authenticates the woman that you are, you need to understand who you are. You need to know who you are as an individual. You need to understand what you like, what you don't like. You need to know what your limits are. How much can you take in from a person? How much can you take in from your boss? How much can you What's your limit? You need to know what your boundaries look like. Who can come into your life? Who cannot? Who can access you in a certain way? Who cannot? So these are all important when it comes to appreciating your uniqueness as an individual. There's no way you're going to appreciate your uniqueness if you don't even know who you are. If you don't know who you are, anyone is going to come in and tell you to change yourself in a certain way and you're going to do it. If you don't know who you are, especially in this generation that we are living in, you are likely to become the next person. You are likely to become like so and so. And it's important for every woman to appreciate this aspect about the next woman. We are not the same. 
I do not have to be a photocopy of who you are, even if we're best friends. Of course, we can share values. It's fine to share values, but we don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to, to, to you know, our, our schedules don't have to sync. I don't have to shop from the same place as you. Of course, you can give me your plug, but I don't have to. We don't have to be exactly the same. Trying to be the next person is an insult to your authenticity as a woman. You're trying to tell God you didn't do an, a, a good job. So I need to change myself into this other woman. And I'm not talking about a tea. Um, um, what is it called? Accentu- accentuating your beauty through makeup or wigs or outfits. That's in order. Come on. You, you need to look put together as a woman. And it's okay for you to do your makeup. It's okay for you to do your hair. It's okay for you to you know, buy nice outfits for yourself. That has nothing to do with you know, with, with, with um, authenticity. Your authenticity is about your value system and being true to who you really are innately such that you are not influenced by anything and everything that comes your way. If you choose to buy a wig, buy it because you like it and you want it for yourself, not because you have been influenced and you just want to follow the trends that are going on. If you want to do your makeup, do your makeup because you just want to add on to the creation that you are. Not because you feel less about yourself and you think that's the only way to look good, you know? Uh, again, go back to the episode on a woman's worth that I did last uh, to get more details on what I'm talking about now. But you... I have learned that I have a responsibility as a woman to protect myself from anyone or anything that pretends demeans or tries to take from who I truly am. Psalm 139, 13 to 14 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I know that full well. Do you know? Do you know it? Do you know fully well that God knit you together in your mother's womb? You are never a mistake. So do not live like one. Do not live as if you were a mistake. Do you know full well that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Listen, I know people love to abuse this scripture. But I want you to know that fearfully basically means that God put thought into it. He was cautious as he created you. Not that he fearfully scary. Come on guys. <laughs> let's not do that. And let's not do that today. It's fearfully like there was thought. There was intent. There was caution applied in the creation of every woman. So you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You need to believe this and you need to own it and you need to live as God's creation in your authenticity. Yeah. Lesson 22. Add value to those around you. Pour out to them. There's always something you can do. There's always something you can do for the next person. And it doesn't always have to be monetary. It doesn't always have to involve money. If I can buy you a gift, well and good. If I can take you out for lunch or a movie just to appreciate you, well and good. But if there's any other way how I can of service to you i can help you and i can pour out to you and i'm willing to take it up if you know you're good at at the word of god share it with someone who 
is in need of hearing it. If you know you're good at encouraging others, encourage those that are in need of your encouragement. There's always value. There's always value you can give. Because again, remember, you have been uniquely made. And so there's something that is so unique about you that is not in the next person. And the world needs to see it. Romans chapter 12 verse 10 says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Listen, we have to be devoted in brotherly love to each other. And this means we can't be taking advantage of each other or, you know, you know, just doing a disservice to the next person. Let's honor each other above ourselves. Don't be selfish. There's something you can do. Honor the next person. Honor them. Lesson 23, life is not so bad. Life is beautiful and worth living. Wow, this is a powerful statement and I love it. Because sometimes the seasons of life can make life seem hard and can make life seem impossible to do. But life is always worth living. For as long as you have breath, for as long as you're still alive, always remember that there's purpose. Always remember that God is not done with you yet.
you know when i think about depression i think of these people who try to explain what depression is like and they can't really explain it and every time you listen to someone explain depression it kind of seems out of this world yeah it's sometimes like completely hard to explain but this is what depression does it makes you suddenly and you feel so dark inside and what you want to do is to just sit in this darkness and stay in that darkness alone and keep sinking and sinking and going under but today i want to encourage anyone who could be struggling with feelings of depression feeling depressed um struggling with feelings of sadness hitting a funk you know you're always hitting a funk always feeling low sometimes feeling completely discouraged you will be fine to be fine i'd encourage you to talk to someone find someone to talk to whenever you feel yourself going under i'd encourage you to pray all you need to tell god is god help me every time you feel yourself going under i encourage you to seek help because help is out there uh romans 12 12 says be joyful in hope patient in affliction faithful in prayer even in that situation that is hard be joyful in hope so the question you should be asking yourself is where is my hope your hope needs to be in god he's never changing he's unfailing and he will always be constant life changes you if you put your hope in money you could have it today tomorrow it's gone then what are you going to do if you put your hope in people today they they may be there for you tomorrow they may also have other things they're focusing on and they won't be there if you put your hope in the promises of men what if they take away these promises what is going to happen to you so be joyful in the hope of the lord be patient in affliction remember again that every season has a purpose it's serving pay attention to the seasons be, be patient even as you go through it and you will learn a lesson or two be faithful in prayer pray 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 let me tell you prayers are powerful even just saying god help me is such a Make it over and over again. Ask others to pray for you and with you, but do not stop praying. Pray without ceasing. You know the Bible says that you know um, prayer is a weapon, and the prayers we make have the divine power to demolish strongholds. So even the spirit of depression could be a stronghold that the enemy is using to keep you under. So when you pray and you declare depression doesn't have power over you. Your prayer is a weapon that brings that basically breaks the power of depression. So keep praying, keep hoping, be patient, keep praying. Those are the remedies that you can apply when you're going through a gloomy season. Lesson 25. The more you accommodate fear, the more it robs you of yourself. The more you give in to it, the lesser the chance you live up to who you are meant to be. Listen, fear fear is crazy fear keeps us from living up to our fullest potential fear keeps us in procrastination fear keeps us in in a hopeless situation fear keeps us in bondage and in captivity if you fear you cannot follow through with what you need to do and so fear keeps your dreams in your mind and i have learned that I need to step out even when I'm afraid.
afraid. I don't have to sit and wait for the fear to disappear. I have to just step out even when I'm afraid. The things that I've not done in the past because I've been too scared. But at this point, as I continue to work with Jesus, I realize that he has not given me a spirit of fear. First Timothy 1.7 says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. We have not been given a spirit of fear. And the spirit of fear is of the enemy to keep us in stagnation, to keep us from advancing. And you know, I have learned that God is pleased with our faith. And faith without works is dead. So even in as much as you have faith in God and you don't step out and utilize and put this faith into action, then it's just a waste of time. There is no good that can come out of that. So step out in fear and do what you need to do boldly and in love because God has given you the spirit of power, of love and of self-discipline. Lesson 26, family is a key factor in life. They're always constant. Yeah, family is a constant thing. Of course, there are going to be differences. There are going to be conflicts. There are going to be issues. But what I've learned is when push comes to show, my family is always present and I really love and appreciate them for that. And I know our families tell, all our families tell a different story. We all come from different backgrounds. We have all had different experiences in our homes. Sometimes our greatest hearts have uh, emanated from our childhood experiences. Sometimes our traumas are, are a result of what we have experienced growing up. But regardless, family is family. And so we need to pray for our families and we need to cultivate healthy relationships and associations within family because man family is forever Ephesians 4 says be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love be humble towards your parents or your guardians be gentle with your siblings you know be patient bearing with one another in love because it's not always going to be easy but love Love is the greatest of them all. Lesson 27. Guard your heart with everything you got. Your heart should not be on open access. This is true. And Proverbs 4.23 encourages us even further. It says, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Yes, yes. If you allow everything and anyone to access your heart, That is what your life is going to look like at the end of the day. Anyone who touches your heart, everything that touches your heart deposits something. It either deposits hate or anger or resentment or bitterness. It either deposits indifference. It either deposits joy or peace or patience or kindness. Guard your heart. Your heart is not supposed to be accessed by every Tom, Dick and Harry. You need to understand that as a woman, you have been created for specificity. You are not created for every man. You are created for a specific man. So you have to live life with this awareness. I am learning that there are so many things that you can avoid in life by just guarding your heart. And 
as women we struggle with this because sometimes we wear our heart on the sleeve and we give ourselves too much even in our romantic relationships we give ourselves so much we open our hearts so much to the extent that it is okay for us to disobey God just because we are in a relationship and we have opened up our heart to this person and it predisposes us to a lot of issues so as a woman today I encourage you to guard your heart guard your heart with the word of God hide the word of God in there sexual purity is another way of guarding your heart don't go giving bits and pieces of your heart to everyone and anyone what will be the end result what is going to spring out of there what is your life going to look like if you go depositing yourself and opening yourself up to everyone who seems interested you are created for specificity god says and it's not good for him to be alone i will make him a suitable helper in genesis you are someone suitable helper not everyone's suitable helper yeah lesson 28 we're doing well we're almost there now you're about to find out how old i turned (laughs) serve every season you in diligently it's in your commitment and dedication that you understand the reason and purpose behind it yeah seasons have a purpose Every season in life has a purpose and if you pay attention to what the purpose is then you will understand the reason behind it and then you will be able to apply what you need to apply through what you have learned in it. Sometimes we go through hard things and we just want to find a way out of it. We want an outlet. You know, I mean, I I remember when I was uh, going through my breakup you know it was really hard and it was really painful and at some point i really wanted an outlet i really just wanted an outlet you know and you know sometimes wanting an outlet can just put us in more trouble than we already are in so in every season let us just wait diligently and let us go through it uh with the desire to learn what it's about walk out of it stronger and better than we went into it there is no point of going through a difficult season and come out of it worse if you're breaking up with someone there's no need of you to find an outlet in rebound relationships you basically know rebound relationships are just for sex you want to smash and forget where does that leave you we want to drink ourselves silly but when we get sober um, we still have to face the reality as it is so I've learned that it's okay to go through your pain sober it's okay to go through your pain alone with your God because you come out of it um strategies and uh, with a better perspective on life second corinthians 4 16 says therefore we do not lose heart though outwardly we are wasting away yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day don't give up the season is hard but don't give in to temptation and into sin 
just to feel better. You may be wasting away. You may be feeling like everything is crashing down on you. The walls are breaking in. The person you loved has walked away and you feel disheartened. You have lost someone you loved to death. You have lost your job. You have been a difficult position. But don't give in. You're wasting away outwardly, but inwardly you're being renewed day by day. There's something about you that is going to be so different and it's going to be evident and it's going to be useful for the long haul. You are being renewed inwardly day by day. Lesson 29. <laughs> this is the last one, so you should know by now how old I am. Mimekula chumvi sawa sawa. Chumvi chumvi kwa wingi. Be a nice human. It doesn't matter what you have been through. Yeah. And honestly, we have all been through something. But our past experiences shouldn't turn us evil. They should not define us. The world needs more nice people, you and I included. And that's just it. We cannot all come into the world with our negativity and our anger and whatever else we have experienced. We can't. We need nice people up in the world. And, you know, I still have faith in humanity. I believe there are really, really nice people out there just trying to do right, just trying to be kind, just trying to be nice people. Romans 12, 21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yeah. Yes, you have been hard. You have gone through it all. But don't let it turn you evil. Instead, do good to even those people who have not always been so kind to you. And in this way, you could even turn them to God. Because at the end of the day, as believers, we have a bigger mission, a greater mission that is beyond just loving Christ. We have to keep pointing others to the love of Christ as well. Those have been my life lessons this far. From the 29 year old with love. Lots of love. <laughs> and I pray that God would use these lessons to minister to someone. Share this podcast with someone. Um, direct someone to this platform. To the honor and to the glory of the Lord only. End. <laughs> All right, you guys, I'm out. Catch you soon, hopefully, with something bigger and better as the need presents itself. So, this has been Wisdom for Wednesday with Jogoine, and I look forward to hanging out with you as we journey together towards Christ centered womanhood. God bless you.